With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me live and in the flesh, sitting live, sitting right in yeah. front of me. I'm looking at him. Oh. There's like skin and bones and everything. It's Jason Lipschutz, our editorial director. <laughs> what's, what's up, man? Hello, Jason. Welcome to New York. This is so weird. It's been waiting for you. Welcome to New York. Welcome, Welcome to, New to New York. We're going to be live next week as well. This is, November is a big month for we, us. We planned it this way that we'd have back-to-back... <laughs> Uh, shows where uh, Jason and I are together. Yeah, to, Pop Shop Podcast. You know, the problem when we're actually together is that it's less of a structured show. And we, <laughs> we just true. sort of go off the rails. Yeah, that's fine. All right, let's keep it on the rails. Let's yes, go. Okay. Keep it on the rails. Um, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today, Keith, yes, on, the, Jason. on what, the show... What do we have to talk about today We'll the show? be talking about the 2018 CMA Awards. Happening this week. Happening this week. Uh, every country music star is going to be there. Even, and even some non-country people like Pink and Niall Horan. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, the Lion King cast reveal... Uh, obviously that news came out last week, but it's too exciting to not touch upon. Beehive is frantic right now. Buzzing. They're buzzing over Beyonce. And then, of course, we got to talk about the uh, latest Billboard cover story starring Zayn. Uh, We've had this one in the works uh, for a while. He talked about touring and and his uh, relationship with the other 1D stars. Will he ever tour? We'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. Or you can go find out now if you go read the story. Yeah, that's Stay true with too. us. Stay with us. Yeah, come on. Um, plus, in charts news, Kenny Chesney debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 with his new live album. Camila Cabello flies seven to two on the Billboard Hot 100 with Havana. Can she take it all the way to number one? Well, we'll discuss that in a little bit. And how it looks like Sam Smith could score his first number one album next week on the Billboard 200. Ooh. On top of all that, Jason... Wow. We've got an interview with Cheat Codes. The dance trio dropped by to talk about um, all sorts of stuff, including uh, their latest single with Fetty Wap. So stay tuned for that. And you'll also hear a voice you've never heard on the podcast. Our special guest correspondent, Taylor Weatherby. Ooh, Ooh. la la. Mm. Look at that. 
She's so, in New York as well, so it's a very New York-centric show. Yeah, she's not actually here right now, though. Yeah, she's in Nashville for the CMA she Awards. She was avoiding you, man. Yeah, she, she, she said, knew I was fine. Oh, Keith's coming she's in. like, I'm going Gotta to the CMA. out of here. So uh, stick around for the uh, Cheat Codes <laughs> interview a little bit later on. A Cheat Codes interview and Taylor a little bit later on in the show. Yeah, it's a double whammy. But first, Keith, before we get started... If you, Keith, enjoy the podcast, but also if you are a listener listening... I should go review it. Yeah, go review it. Leave (laughs) us a rating or review. Also, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. That's plural. All right, Keith, let's get into it. Uh, The... 2018 CMAs are this week, and it, we, we were talking earlier today. There's a lot of award shows coming up uh, next week on the show. I'm sure we'll be uh, previewing yeah. the American Music Awards. CMAs, AMAs, the EMAs are this week. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a lot. The the LMAs. Yeah. And the WWEMAs. Uh, is that is that a thing? Uh, no. The, the Wrestling Awards? The World Wrestling I'll, I'll Entertainment it. Music Awards. Uh, so which is the best theme? We're gonna vote this week and find out. Wow, how many how many like wrestlers, like current wrestlers, are you aware of? None. I, I was gonna say the Undertaker. Is he you, still around? Yeah, he is still around. Really? Actually. Yeah. Wow. He's still doing his thing. You know that John Cena is still doing his thing. He you still know, wrestles. Yeah, professionally? I think so. So you don't even know. I, you ask I'm me as if you as I'm if you're like guessing. King King Wrestling. <laughs> you know, for a long time, those albums by the um, guy who did all the music, Jim Johnson. Yeah, um, those charted really high. Like he would regularly get top ten albums from just like the the, the music you would hear on yeah. the WWE shows. Well, there you go. But we're talking about not not the WWE. This is what happens? We're talking the about CMA Awards. So the CMA Awards are this are week, this Wednesday, November eighth, hosted as always by Brad Paisley. Carrie Underwood. They're so good at it. They're really good. They're really fun. Uh, so the performers this year, I, they always have really stacked performers. Every, got, every, if every single person in country music plays the CMAs. Basically, basically yeah. yeah. So you got Garth Brooks, Faith Hill, Eric Church, Kelsey Ballerini, Dirk Bentley, Luke Bryan, Reba, of course, Tim McGraw, Miranda Lambert. I mean... It's almost like who isn't playing Chris it. Stapleton, Darius Rucker... And and yeah, like you said, Niall's going to be there. Niall, Niall, oh. Niall's going to be performing, I think, with Marin Morris uh, from oh, the, yeah, the track from the, his yeah. album. Yeah, um, and which Pink. wait, if Pink is there, that means she's going to be with Kenny doing yeah. their duet. And I th- I don't think they've ever performed that live together. I could be wrong. I, I think you're probably right. Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong on Twitter, people. Well, and then we got to go through Entertainer of the Year: Garth, yeah. Garth Brooks, Luke Bryan, Eric Church, Chris Stapleton, Keith Urban. It's gonna be a tough. It's gonna to be a tough one. I know you're gonna to lean toward Keith Urban because of the Keith Keith connection. <laughs> the Keith Keith connection. I really like connection with a K. <laughs> I really, uh, I really like the Chris Stapleton album. I feel like Garth Brooks might win this. I don't know. Garth, I think Garth won it last year for at the fiftieth uh, CMAs. Um, the the thing about Entertainer of the Year, it's not just about the recorded music you made, but also right. you know your live shows and and you know other stuff too and i remember like blake shelton won it a couple years ago and it was when the voice was just ascending and he was becoming this huge ambassador for country music so it's not just about your live shows and the music but it's also about sort of you as a true entertainer yeah so it'd be interesting to see how that balances out um but you know i mean garth with his shows and his tours it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to beat garth it's very true and uh we'll see if uh Maybe we'll get a special surprise performance from T-Swift. 
Ooh, you never know. She's nominated this year for uh, uh, Song of the Year. For, yeah. For uh, writing... Uh, Little Big Town? Yeah, Better Man for Little cool. Big Town. So we'll find out. Stay tuned. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. So we're going to move on. Uh, the Lion King cast uh, for the, the live-action reimagining of uh, The Lion King. How do you feel about it? Before we get into the cast, how do you feel how, about it? I, I, I'm, I feel fine about it. I don't know how this is actually going to... How is it going to be like a bunch of humans like acting as? No, or is yeah, it gonna... I think it's going to be like the Jungle Book where there's their voice acting. But there's no humans in... Oh, so it's just, it's a new CGI animals thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. So it's That's what C- I would expect. CGI lions CGI. with the voices of Beyonce. And that's what the t- new title is going to be, the CGI Lion King. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> the CGI Lion. The CGI. We can't, we're not going to make um, it work. So Donald Glover was already announced to be playing Simba, but last week people lost their mind when Beyonce was confirmed to be playing Nala. Um, also, Alfre Woodard as as Sarabi, um, which is awesome. John Oliver as Zazu. Um, just a cool cast. Billy Eichner as Timon. Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. Um, Eric Andre uh, is part of this cast. And then, of course, you can't have Mufasa be played by anybody else but James Earl Jones. Come on. That's Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's... So, so summer 2019, and there is a... Uh, there, what's cool is that I, I feel like... It's been a minute since Beyonce had like a major film role. Correct me if I'm wrong. When was her last major film role? Obsessed. I'm like obsessed. Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls. Uh, Austin Powers. So there's Look, a whole retrospective th- of her filmography. I think on she would contend that that uh, Lemonade and uh, the visual album before that. It's a good point. But those are also like music videos. Yeah. She's not. There's no. There's not a whole lot of acting without music there. But the whole thing was that when she first started out as a solo artist uh, around the Dangerously in Love era, like she was also trying to break into acting. Yeah. Austin Powers and Goldmember. Yeah. Um, the, the, ooh, the Fighting Temptations. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fighting oh, yeah. Temptations. Um, so again, she'll be in that in summer 2019. I'm I'm pretty pumped for that. Did womp you see uh, Beauty and the Beast? I haven't. It's pretty good. I mean, I, it's, it's okay. It's you know, it's not the, quite the same without uh, Mrs. Potts played by Angela Lansbury. I know, right? Well, yeah, it's Emma Thompson this time around. But you know, I mean, that's great. I mean, Emma Thompson loves Angela Lansbury. You know, I mean, it's, it's perfect. But you know, still haven't seen it yet. Looking forward to it though. All right, so we got to talk about the Zane Billboard cover story, which came out last week. So. Uh, check out the whole story, obviously. Pick up Billboard magazine. Uh, go to Billboard.com to read the whole thing. But two things that I wanted to touch upon. Um, talking to Jonathan Ringan, uh, uh, Billboard correspondent. Zane talks about, first of all, it seems like he's going to tour next year, which is exciting. It's very exciting. Because um, he hasn't actually toured he yet. He has not toured yet. He's like, he's performed you know, on like late night shows. Yeah, very rarely though. Like He wasn't even doing like festival gigs or anything, was no, he? Yeah. No. He's a big, so, incredible stage fright. That's why he hasn't done these things. Well, he, he's talked about also in this, uh, in, this, uh, in this story, he talks about how part of the reason why he didn't tour is that he didn't really know what kind of vibe to, to take with the tour behind the first album because he said... Um, and I'm quoting here, quote, like there were a ton of upbeat dance parentheses songs and I don't dance. So it would have <laughs> required a lot of extra dancers and stuff going on. And I don't necessarily want to do that, end quote. So I think that he's still trying to figure out how to tour on his own terms. But I, I, I'm really pumped for a Zane solo tour. Let's I, do it. I, why, why can't he dance? He just says, I don't dance. But you're just you're limiting yourself, dude. Come on. 
Maybe we'll get him on So You Know You Can't Dance. We've seen Liam like bust out a few moves, even though he technically hasn't danced before. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was on the X Factor in the UK, like kind of moving a little bit. I can understand if you just like yeah, if it's not your thing, you just, I get it. Yeah, it, the expectation for a like a pop leaning artist to just like dance on stage. Come go. on, go you true dancers. I don't know how you would dance to a song like Pillow Talk anyway. Anyway, uh, the the other thing <laughs> very is, sexily, yeah, very very uh, very sultry moves. <laughs> but uh, so the other the other thing I wanted to touch upon is he was asked about. Um, you know, his relationship with the other 1D members. He says he's kind of fallen out of touch with the other guys. Huh. Quote, our relationships have definitely changed since we were in a band together, but I think that's just life. Everybody grows up. Two of the guys have got kids now, but no, I don't talk to any of them really. You know what? And and there were some little, you know, like like tear emojis going on when this, when this was shared. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. I get it, man. You know, you it's almost like you go to high school. You're not going to stay in touch with everybody from high school. Maybe you reconnect at a reunion or uh, on Facebook or something. Right. Maybe he's on Facebook like liking Harry Styles' number one album debut or something like that. But, you know, you know it's, 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 the, it's okay. It, it is the never-ending discussion that passionate fans have when they talk about their favorite boy bands, girl groups, whatever. When you know when Camila leaves Fifth Harmony, when Girls Aloud, yeah, uh, I knew uh, they were coming up, fell apart. The Spice Girls when Jerry left, yeah. Um, what you know? Just how often does Justin still talk to Joey and Lance? Yeah, exactly. And because you have this vision that they're like best friends, like yeah. BFFs forever, and yeah. like you know, I think part of that is muddied by the fact that when they're brought to us and introduced to us and marketed to us as fans, they're brought to us as like this unit and we're besties and we're good friends and we're like brothers and we're sisters. And then when one of those goes away, you're like, what? Wait, do you still talk? Wait, what do you mean you don't? And like, you feel like, have I been just sold this lie? It's like, well, no, at the time when 1D was together, they were, they, they were in it. And yeah. just like anything else, like I don't talk to some of my coworkers from years ago, but when they were here, like, like we me. were all like tight, like me, like shut up. Um, <laughs> but like I don't get I don't get distraught over the fact that like Girls Aloud are not like you know best friends anymore. I look I I remember them for all the great music they gave us. Yeah. I don't look to them for like you know skills and friendship. Like it, it, it was a working relationship. Yeah, and and that's the thing is that sometimes it just people move in different different directions. No pun intended. Uh, but you never know. Maybe, maybe someday down the line. I mean, obviously, going back to In Sync, um, Justin wanted to do his own solo thing af- after after that third album. So did JC. Like they wanted to take time to themselves. Eventually, they got back together for a one off performance at the VMAs that one year. And obviously, they're still on like good terms. It doesn't seem like Zayn is on bad terms with anybody. So it's just not on like. Particularly friendly terms. Yeah, I Whereas, get but, it. But we know all five of the guys in NSYNC have a group text, and they all like you know talk to one another. Like, Is that true? I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure that like around that's the cool. around the VMAs reunion, that's what they talked about. They said that they've they've always had sort of. I'm not quoting someone. I'm paraphrasing, but it seemed to indicate that they had a group chat that they always keep up and yeah. like they talk to each other about stuff. So well, there you go. Yeah, check out the bill uh, the Billboard cover story on Zane again on Billboard.com. Also on Billboard magazine. So uh, let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chats. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts. Number one, Kenny Chesney is back on top of the Billboard 200 with his new live album. Number two, on the Hot 100, Camila Cabello flies 7-2 to two with Havana 
featuring Young Thug. And number three, Sam Smith is on course for his first number one album on the Billboard 200. Alrighty, let's break down each of these individually. First up, Country King Kenny Chesney collects his eighth number one on the Billboard 200 with his new live album, Live in No Shoes Nation. I wonder what No Shoes Nation. It just that's means like thing. just like flip flops, or yeah, like you're well, barefoot that, on the beach. That's like his fan army, if if you want to call it that. Like he's always like repping for No Shoes Nation. He is like he is the. Uh, he, he has long been the Jimmy Buffett equivalent in country music. Um, well, the album starts atop the list with 219,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending November 2nd, according to Nielsen Music, of course. I know that some 217,000 were in traditional album sales. By the way, the bulk of that is actually in ticket bundle sales or ticket bundle redemption sales. I don't have, you know, normally I have that. Folks. We haven't, we've never talked about this ticket bundle thing on the shut top podcast before. This, this entire podcast is Keith just saying, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what, yeah. Like a hundred and probably like 80 something, maybe more. A lot, a lot of it. A lot of it are redemptions from this ticket bundle offer. Um, Interestingly, this is the first live album to be number one since the Hope for Haiti Now charity compilation live album from, of course, the TV special turned into a live album, and that was back in 2010. Um, so pretty exciting for Kenny. It's his eighth number one. and Yeah, can we just take a second to reflect on how incredible... Kenny is eight, incredible. Eight number one albums, man. Eight number one. He has the second most number ones among country acts, and he still, he still had the... He, he already had the second most. Yeah. But... Um, the only country act with more number ones is, I would assume Garth. It's Garth Brooks with uh, nine. Oh, so Kenny's catching up. He's ke- Kenny is ca- catching up. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, you just think about how hard it is to get a number one album. We obviously Pink last month got her only her second number one album with uh, Beautiful Trauma. Shows you just how freaking big Kenny Chesney is. Yeah, exactly. So congrats to Kenny. And Garth. And the rest of No Shoes Nation. Congrats to you. Yes, they were out there in force, redeeming that offer. Um, Over on the Hot 100, while Post Malone is number one for a fourth week with Rockstar, Camila uh, jumps seven to two with Havana. Uh, The surge is owed to the song's music video, which we talked about last week, but... The video dropped on October 24th, so it partially impacted last week's chart when it jumped 20 to 7, but the bulk of the impact actually came in this week's chart where it rallies 7 to 2. Can she go to number 1? That's a question for you, man. Do you think she will? Rockstar, not, yeah, rock, not in the immediate future. Yeah, Rockstar seems like it's 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 doing its thing for a little bit. Yeah, and Rockstar is doing its thing without an official music video. Yeah, it doesn't have. And but I think one is in the can, and I think they're probably just waiting to drop bum, it bum, bum. and block people from number one. So yeah. unless uh, unless Camila, I don't know, does something crazy, it looks like she might stop at number two. Well, you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, and uh, lastly. Sam Smith is aiming for number one on next week's Billboard 200 Albums chart, according to industry forecaster Sam Smith, who was on the back of yeah. this week's issue. Um, looking the very, thrill of it all. Yeah, he looks thrilled. Um, uh, his, the thrill of it all uh, could bow atop the list with a little over 200,000 equivalent album units earned in the weekending November 9th. His first album, you might be wondering, topped out at number two. Uh, in the week that it debuted on the chart. It never actually went to number one. Do you remember what debuted at number one ahead of it? Mm, uh, you know, it was something... I 
feel like it was two things that debuted the same week. Wait, you seem to know this. I do know this. Who is it? We talked about this on the Pop Shop podcast in 2014, my man. So it was Mace? Mace. No. What? Mace. <laughs> in 2014? No, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm, refer- I'm referencing some other, what did Mace, anyway, whatever. So who was it, Jason? Uh, it was Lana Del Rey <gasps> with Ultraviolence. Oh, that's right. June 2014. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they they both had really big debuts. They did, they um, did, and we talked about how um, it seemed like Sam Smith, even though he he started with less, was going to persist a little bit more because "Stay with Me" was catching on at radio. Lana Del Rey did not have a radio single from that album. Um, right? No, she had a radio single, but not, it wasn't doing a, what "Stay with Me" was doing. Exactly. Now. So, and lo and behold. Uh, in the Lonely Hour was a huge success mm. for Sam Smith. It stuck around a little bit longer in terms of the higher rankings of the chart than yeah. Lana did. Exactly. But, um, wow, yeah. How about that, man? You're a, dropping some chart stats. You're a Lana super fan. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I guess. That's a qualified yes. Is is this Sam Smith? Uh, are, we, are, are we talking ticket bundle here? There is a ticket bundle involved. Oh, boy. But then again, so does uh, Maroon 5, which is probably going to be number two on the chart. Okay. Maroon 5 is going to do, I think, a little over 100,000 okay. total. Cool. Um, so I think what's happening is that, yeah, I mean, Sam has a ticket bundle, but I think what's driving it is that he still has a lot of uh, traditional retail sales helping him from a lot of people that just loved him from the first album. And they are still album buyers. And I think he has an older demographic buying his album. So that's certainly helping him. You know, what's funny about that Maroon five album is that red uh, pill blues is what the album is called. Red pill blues. Um, don't want to know featuring Kendrick Lamar yeah. is on the like the next to last song on that. I that song feels so long ago. Did it come out like, like an, a year ago? Over a year ago. Over a year ago. Easily. Yeah. yeah. So I think this album. For sure. I feel like this album was supposed to come out like last Christmas. Yeah. But they just sort of held on to it and sort of finished it. Now and, they now they're here. Just in time yeah. for this Christmas. Well, um, other albums heading for a, de- a high debut. Uh, Maroon 5, obviously, with Red Pill Blues. Uh, Blake Shelton's Texoma Shore. Shore, yeah. Texoma. Must yeah. be a place in Texas, I guess. I don't know. Tweet us. And uh, Kid Rock's Sweet Southern Sugar. And uh, Kelsey Ballerini's Unapologetically. Yeah. Yeah. Kid Rock, who's not running for Senate. No. No. Kelsey Ballerini, Best New Artist nominee. After Sam Smith won a couple years ago. Oh, the Grammy Awards? Yeah, the, uh, the Grammy oh, Awards, yeah. Wow. And now, it's time for our interview with Cheat Codes. Yeah! <laughs> In our chat, the guys talk about their new single, Feels Great, with Fetty Wap and Cubs. And uh, they compare what it's like working with Demi Lovato, uh, who was on their breakthrough Top 40 Hot 100 hit, No Promises, and Fetty. And how Fetty actually gave them way more than they expected for his part on Feels Great. Uh, they also talk about how they've gone from always writing in the studio to always touring and how they're trying to find that right balance as they move forward into 2018. Plus, the group talks about why they throw cash into the audience at their shows instead of spending money on lasers. Same. Yeah. I mean, whenever hard, I play a show, hard same. I throw out just wads of dollar dollar bills. And after I've convinced you to stop spending your money on lasers. Right, exactly. Uh, so here is our chat. With cheat codes. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. This is Taylor Weatherby, and I'm sitting here with Cheat Codes. What up, what up? I'm doing great. 
how are you doing? Good. Feels great to be sitting with oh, you guys. Oh, it's great, mother. That's a pun. Okay, yeah. I like it. So, what have you guys been up to? It's been a, it's been a couple uh, great weeks for you guys since you released "Feels Great," yeah, and yeah. been a couple big months with no promises. So, how have things been going? It's been awesome. It's been, been uh, definitely the craziest we've ever you know experienced. The last few months have been wild, but um. And Promises uh, was really exciting for us. I mean, that was like a big step for us to be able to release a song with somebody like Demi Lovato, such a you know superstar. And then the last couple of weeks have been crazy. We've been we've been playing shows, and then uh, we've been waiting to release a song with Fetty Wap, and it finally is out now. Fetty so it's dope. Yeah. Well, and last time because I talked to you guys when you guys were on the Hot 100 initially, which was like number 77, I think. Yeah. And now you're at number 43, and you just peaked at 38 like a couple weeks ago. Woo! So Woo! Just, just blowing up. So, yeah. do you guys feel like things just keep getting bigger and bigger with it, or because I know it's been out for a while now? So, how have things been kind of changing for you guys since it's been blowing up? Yeah, this is Matt speaking. I mean, I think the main thing is just us hearing it personally mm-hmm. like everywhere we go because we're always traveling we're always playing everywhere um overseas or playing here in america i mean like we just played a show and just out to eat and it's playing while we're eating yeah. you know what i mean where it's playing on the radio in la like so that's i think that's the craziest yeah. thing um to actually hear it because like you can look at the charts but it's kind of disconnected if if you're not actually it. witnessing it yourself totally right. yeah yeah this is trevor um and uh i'm from portland and uh it actually hit number two, like in Portland, at the main radio station nice. there. So that was like crazy for me. Everyone from my hometown, and my family, and my friends were like, "Whoa, bro! Like I hear it like all the time. Like <laughs> whenever I everywhere. get in the car, like, like you won't shut it up. won't. Yeah." <laughs> and I went home the other day, and they like kept blending like our song and Maroon 5's new song together. No it was, like, way! It, looked, it sounds crazy, but it, it was That's cool. Sick. I kept Is that hearing a myself cool talking. Like the, the two, a mashup. Little, cool yeah, it sounded pretty cool. Yeah. Now, now he's just a legend forever in his town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Portland. Is there a weird place you guys have heard it? Um, we've heard it like, heard it, like overseas, in, overseas like, a bunch, spots, yeah. Like random Ubers, like in some random country, like whoa. There it the is. first time we heard it on the radio, I think, was in New York, right? Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore, Baltimore. Sorry. It's always funny when it comes on in an Uber, and you like, it's like, like, oh, like, dude, you, no you, way. You're like, you know the song, the Uber driver? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, of course I know the song. You're like, oh, cool. You're not like this is us. You're just we, like, we've told him before. What do you think of this song? Sometimes. Sometimes. It gets kind of weird when you tell him crap on it. Yeah, it gets kind of funny. You're like, oh, this is us. And like, oh, really? Can can we, like, stop and take pictures? Yeah, they get pictures, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, oh, no, I shouldn't say anything. Uh, but yeah. no, like, strange places? Like, I don't know, while you're, like, standing in line for, like, a checkout at the grocery store or something? I don't know. Oh, Never, you know what? I heard it playing on the news, the L- K- KTLA news. Right yeah, it was, like, the, the traffic, like, okay, we're going to go turn to traffic. Yeah, it's like, no promises. <laughs> no promises was, like, about the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we work out at LA Fitness, or at least... Yeah, he used to, but they play the music video like on like a loop, loop, like every single day at the gym. So I'm always just like, yeah, you know, like <laughs> lifting the weights, like doing some curls. I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> the bottle. That's awesome. Well, do you feel like the song has kind of opened doors for you guys? Because I know that you guys had tons of big songs. Like when we talked last, you said they were really big overseas, and obviously with the Spotify numbers, like you guys are clearly getting hits on these songs, whether they have Demi Lovato on them or not. And so, do you feel like? taking this this song has taken things to a different level for you totally i would say especially in america i think yeah. that like america is like the hardest market to crack you know and um that this song has been a huge orbiter for us yeah i think it's, the radio. yeah i think it's opening doors for us as far as like tv looks and you know getting in more with the radio as well and just you know meeting different radio personalities and getting to like vibe with them on a personal level too because you know we love that kind of stuff yeah. and you know the radio shows that we've been doing 
recently as well. It really it's fun. a lot of fun. Because those are cool because it's so many different artists really in one place. Yeah. We did like the iHeartRadio uh, in Vegas. Yeah. And it was it was sick because there's like Louis Tomlinson there, like B. Rexa, yeah, Khalid. French Montana, like so many different types of artists there. Well, I actually saw you at that show. Okay, yeah. And you guys mm. threw money into the crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to hear a little bit about the whole money thrown into the crowd. I saw your, what is the show you guys have on YouTube? Too, Too easy. easy. Too Easy, yeah. Too Easy, yeah. yeah. And you guys blasted $10,000 worth of money through yeah, guns. That was, so like, this is Matt speaking. That was the first show we did it. And really what happened was we were like, oh, like this is going to be a big festival for us. We know there's going to be a lot of people. We want to go all out. We hit up the production guys. We were like, how much for like pyro how much for lasers and literally for lasers it was gonna be like ten thousand dollars yeah. we're like lasers what be like Why? seven or ten grand we're like well then we'll let's just, just throw, throw it out. into the crowd then. <laughs> i was like that doesn't i mean lasers are cool but i'd probably get more hype if somebody's like spraying money at me yeah. so that's yeah. kind of how the idea came about we did that first show it was it was lit like people went insane for it and it we were a little money. worried we we're really worried because and our team was kind of worried too they were like what if it starts like a riot or like what right. if people like hurt each other over it so that was like we were like let's see what happens and nobody got hurt it's like because it's like it's just dollars you it's know? just dollar bills you know so it's like, it's like a cool people aren't gonna fight each other over it's it not but, like it's hundreds. but it's still oh. like yeah. fun yeah. you know you see people like passing it around like people are people are cool about it so it's oh nice fun. so it's like more like a camaraderie thing than yeah, a yeah. Exactly. i mean you yeah. see like yeah. some of it got like fall in the barricades in between the, the stage and the crowd and you see the security picking it up and yeah, handing it to the crowd so it's all fun no security or stuff no not yet if they do we'll call them out you know but now you're, is that like a thing you're going to continue throughout? Yeah, we do it every show. We do it every single show. We haven't stopped since, since that show. So how much do you think you've given out? Probably, probably like not over, 10 grand Probably show, over like obviously. 60 grand, 70 grand. Like no way. It's like 1,500, 2,000 every show. That's insane. Probably like 60, 70 shows. And I mean, it sounds like a lot, but like every time you go into these shows, usually we're paying, or us and every other DJ that goes into these shows is paying for it's the same amount for, for like production that you don't normally think about. You know right. what I mean? So we're just yeah, getting you're like it back. Yeah, you're looking at the lasers. And creating or, moments, you know, like that we think it's more fun to you know, have people like, you know, freak out and have fun and have something to take home. Something so. yeah. more unique. A nice little souvenir for exactly. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People come up to us and, like, ask for, like, autographs on the... On the dollars. I think it's illegal, bills, but... Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> so as long funny. as they don't spend it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You guys have, like, turned it into, like, a staple and maybe, like, instead of lasers at all, you're going to always just have money and exactly. stuff. That's maybe, yeah. awesome. maybe eventually we'll have both, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk day. about Feels Great, because that's the next thing. Yeah. I know you guys have had a couple songs in between, but this mm. is obviously a very big song for you guys with Fetty Wap and Cubs on it. Totally. So kind of tell me about how, like, what was inspiring that, what, the, the lyrics, and what made you guys want both people on the track, you know, not just yeah, one artist. Um, I was going to say, one of the cool things about a lot of the music that we make is that we, we, we create it with friends that we've known for a long time. Yeah. And uh, Cubs is actually a dude that we've known for years. And uh, um, so he had this idea, and we, we heard it, and we were like, oh, man, we would love to work on it with you. And so we worked on it with him and our friend Taylor. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. We were, we've been working on it for a while, and we just made a lot of different versions trying to make it right. And uh, we always kind of thought it would be awesome to have Fetty on the song. And uh, Yeah, and Cubs is actually, this is Matt speaking, the first – person i ever produced for in la like six six years ago and then like years later he he's like a dope writer and like making all these these dope songs and we kind of started working the song and we're like you sound a lot like fetty on this like <laughs> like you know what i mean like we Wait, we Trevor's need vocals? no Cubs. like like Cubs. when okay. we were started working on the song we were like we need to get fetty on the song like it would just be like a perfect fit um and then fetty, ended up working out really it, it very well so you just like hit him up, and he's like, "Yeah, totally, no oh, big yeah. deal." Well, he's sure. on the same label as us. Yeah, when we signed to Three Hundred, that always like in the, in the back of our minds, we we're like, "Oh, it'd be really cool to do a song with Fetty." Yeah. Um, 
and after the Demi song, like you said, it kind of opened more doors for us, and we were able to make that happen. So that's yeah. awesome. Well, what is he like in the studio? I was wondering if he actually laughs like that. First of all, because that's <laughs> that's a pretty amazing laugh well, to witness in person. <laughs> With Fetty, actually, that he did that in Atlanta, I believe, and did the vocals and sent them over. So it was one of those things where, you know, via the internet, we we're able to make a really cool song. But um, we met him in person. We played shows with him before, oh, and he's a, he's an awesome guy. Really, really nice and, and giving and. Yeah, yeah, super chill. Humble dude. So did he bring anything to the track, or did you guys kind of like say this is he what did. we have? He did. He totally did. What did he kind of bring? Well, he brought day? the whole lyrical concept of like prom be, and like being in school and just skipping class, class with like... He wrote that whole second verse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Which is cool, because that was like a different perspective um, in the song, but I think it Originally, it. we had a different verse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what was kind of your take on it prior to him voicing any opinion with it? I mean, it was it was a similar melody and the rhythm to the first verse, so it kind of kept that same vibe. But he he came in and kind of switched it up, which was really cool. You know, we weren't expecting it, but it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and like, did you guys have the idea to sing about feeling great because of everything that was happening in your career, or what kind of inspired it from the get go, like lyrically? Yeah, I think the idea is that you're as young as you feel. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's kind of like that flip of, do you remember how it feels to be young? Yeah, I remember because I'm young right now. It feels <laughs> great, motherfucker. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of like the whole idea of the song. Like, you know, and we think dance music is kind of an outlet for that. Like, people want to go to these dance festivals or just music festivals in general, and they want to, like, feel connected. Yeah. Which I think that's a big part of feeling young. When you're young, you feel like, so much more connected, when, whether in, like, you're in high school and, like, you know everybody in your high school or whether you're, like, doing whatever. Um, then as you get older, you, you for some reason, you're just like, no, I just hang out with my, my wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just the state of mind. You know, you got to – I just think that feeling of connection is, like, the most important thing. So how do you guys feel like things have kind of changed from, like, the start of this year to now? Like, what are you – what's kind of the headspace you're in as cheat codes going forward? Like, just knowing what's happening and – Well, I feel like it's been a lot of, like, getting, getting used to – the life of like what we're doing as far as the the touring and the making music because when we first started we were only making music there we weren't playing any shows obviously so the whole like process um and routine and schedule was like very simple so now it's like we we had to like we you know get more organized kind of to like figure out what are the next steps and i feel like now we're at that point where we kind of have the the right vision and the right headspace of organization and where we want to go that we're going to be able to like crush it totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it kind of you know I mean? it kind of went from us like always writing and in the studio to like us always touring and now we're kind of kind of trying to figure Better out that balance, balance and, yeah. and kind of set it up nicely for 2018 where we can you know play a lot of shows but also make a lot of new music that we're excited about. Yeah, well, I know that last time we talked, you were mentioning that you wanted to do like a song a month kind of pattern. And I know that's not super easily done. Mm. And I feel like I've talked to other artists that say that and they don't necessarily do it. But you guys have pretty much kept up. I mean, one every other month at least. Yeah, we've we've released a lot of music and we want to continue to do that. We just want to like be more strategic on how we're doing it and take the next few months to kind of really think about, you know, doing an album and how we want to space that out. And do we want to break it up into multiple, you know, sections or whatever and we want to release more dance music. So there's a lot of stuff we want to do. We just want to like kind of take a couple months to kind of figure it out and be organized and do it in the right way. Yeah, because we definitely think with like streaming and and everything like that, like music is being consumed way faster. Um, But With No Promises is kind of like our first uh, song that was on American radio, which is like way different than any other country. Like, like we're still machine. It's still, it's still being played on the radio, but the song was like put out like four or five months ago. But, you know, in every other country, they're like, 
done playing Already on, like, they're the done two, playing no yeah. promises like they're on to the next one you know right. it's like way quicker so um it's like having that strategy of like okay we want to make sure we're still you know putting the songs like in the right place i guess for them for, for them to maximize like what they're doing um but at the end of the day like we care the most about the fans but you know you want you want the fans to hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and you guys got your dream with Fetty coming on the track. Yeah. So do you have another dream collaborator. That Ooh, you we gotta make more goals now. I you want guys. Drake. Yeah. I want Drake. Drake, Real that'd bad. be amazing. I cry for life. I want Paul McCartney. I don't know how that would work, oh, but man. I don't know logis- logistics behind that. But we'll figure it out. I mean, I feel like four or five seconds was kind of like a kind of. Like we, a we, I want him singing on it, man. Yeah, that's sick for sure. Like really do it, you know. Paul and Drake. Make oh, something like a movie right there. there. That's a movie right there. <laughs> that's like an Academy Award winning movie. The ballad yeah. with Drake rapped in the ah. bridge. Oh, <laughs> done deal. Done. That's good. Matt, what about you? Do you have anybody in mind? Um, I think it'd be sick to get like Ellen John. Yeah. We're going to keep saying those three in every interview probably yeah. for the next every like, five years. Every single one. Until they hit us up. one will happen. Yeah, yeah. credit billboard. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Let me get totally. the other two. So. <laughs> yeah. One at a time. Well, and as collaborators, I know that you didn't necessarily work with Fetty and Demi in the studio, but... Can you kind of compare what they're like as collaborators? Because there's like a pop and then a rap. So then you guys are talking about these legendary kind of rock pop artists and then a rapper. So like, what do you think like a pop artist like Demi and a rap artist like Fetty kind of bring to your music and how are they as collaborators? Yeah, that's a a layered question. I like it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's good. (laughs) I was in the the studio with Demi and that was a really cool experience just because we were only there for a few hours because she, but that in itself was like an experience because she's just very professional. She's like going there to like get the job done and do a great job at it and like she's very picky and very perfectionist. Like she would hear one little thing wrong with the vocal and be like, oh, you have to do it again. have to fix it. So um, that was really interesting. I've never been in like a studio with somebody that's like obviously been doing it since she was like a little kid, you know, so... Um, that was cool, and I'm interested to see what, what it would be like with Fetty. Yeah, but we kind of had this conversation with our good friend Lil Aaron, who's like a, another writer that we're friends with. Uh, <laughs> I feel like if you're like a female pop artist or just pop in general, it's like you want to be presented the song like as close to being finished as possible, mm-hmm. almost like for you to like for if you're Demi, like for you to even waste your time on it. You know, she is so busy. But like for urban music, it's almost like you have to leave it bare. Otherwise, they're like not going to be cut. interested. Because they're like, yeah, like they're well, like, because with Fetty, we, we originally writers. were like, we we're like, oh, just like sing the hook. That's what we were thinking. And then he comes back with a whole verse that he wrote because he was probably thinking like, well, where's where's the empty track for me to rap right, on? Right, where's the yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I just bro. think it's a different, like, my, but it's That's cool. super interesting, though. Yeah. I mean, totally. it's probably something that you don't realize until you're doing it. Because he, with the he literally sent us back the second verse, and we had no idea that's what he was going to do. Yeah. And then we we're like, "Oh, cool! This is." This and you're is like, dope. "This yeah. is better than what we wrote." No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, what else can you guys hint about what's coming? Because I mean, you just put out a track two weeks ago, but like mm-hmm. you guys have touched on, fans are always wanting more, and radio stations totally. are like, "All right, we've got we've played this for a month. Now we're over this. So what what's kind of coming next?" Um, we definitely want to release some more dance tracks over the next few months. Um, just some stuff that we haven't really done too much of. We want to release some stuff that's more just focused around, you know, club music and whatever else. Um, but also, um, there is another collaboration we've worked on with a female artist. Can't say who it is. Um, that we are really excited about. Um, it's a little more of a ballad, but I think it's still really awesome. And, uh, we're also working on a few songs where we are singing back. I mean, you know, we we sing a lot of our songs, but, uh, um, we're going to kind of go back to that and sing some more ones. So. See how that goes. Cool. Yeah, we want to. That's kind of like the whole idea behind our project in the very beginning was we all kind of have ADD, so we want to be able to switch it up as yeah. much as possible. Whether it's like 
Maybe this song, I'll sing it. Yeah. Maybe this song, oh, we'll just get Fetty Wap on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can kind of, the possibilities are endless as long as it fits into like the mold of how we do it live. Yeah. Which our, our live show is very eclectic. Like we're literally playing, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire with like a dubstep drop with like a pop, like modern, like post Malone hook. You know what I mean? Like we're mixing like everything and somehow it still fits into like an energetic set. So. Yeah that's kind of how we approach like our original music like we wanted to like somehow still fit together but you're never going to be able to guess what the next song is going to sound like right it's kind of the idea of it that's cool and you're not going to be able to guess yeah, I good guarantee. luck never yeah, know what luck. to expect with cheat good codes luck. no 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 always switching it up well that's awesome we'll leave it at that thank you guys so much for stopping thank by the so Pop Shop Podcast us. thank you Appreciate so much it. love you guys promise me no promises Thanks again to Cheat Codes for stopping by the office and also a special shout out to Taylor for repping the pop shop. Yeah, thanks Taylor. Taylor's the best. Taylor. And now it's time again for the chart stat of the week. Oh, wow. This week. This week in 1981, Jason? Yep. I was not born. Uh, You weren't. So that's six, six years to go. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> this week in 1981, six years before Jason was born, Daryl Hall and John Oates yeah, here topped we go. the Hot 100 with private eyes. They're watching you. Uh, it was the act's third of six number one hits. Their other leaders... Six number one hits? They've had six number ones. I had no idea. Well, I'll tell you what they are. Yeah, tell me. They hit number one with Rich Girl. Yep. Kiss on My List. Yep. I can't go for that. No can do. Yeah. Man eater. Yeah. And of out of touch. Yeah. And then obviously private eyes. Yeah. So six number ones. Did you know? Then you really won't know this. Okay. Jason Hollow Notes charted more top ten hits and more top forty hits than any other duo in Hot 100 history. Really? They've had sixteen top tens and a whopping twenty nine top forty hits. 29. Wow, that's crazy. Do you have a favorite Hollow Notes song? Uh, Rich Girl's up there. Man, probably Maneater, though. That's. Dun, 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 I, I like Hollow Notes and Nelly Furtado. Great Maneaters. Those are two really great Maneater songs. I think Maneater got a. Maneater by Nelly Furtado should have been a bigger hit. I 100% agree with you. Such a good song. But now we've just digressed into a Nelly Furtado. But this is about Hollow Notes. Yeah. Hollow Notes. And Unstoppable in the 80s, by the way. Probably had more hits in the 80s than most other acts. But now I'm going to fall into a rabbit hole and I should stop because Jason's winking at me. He's like, no. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. Keep going. So there you have it. Back in 1981, Hall and Oates topped the Hot 100 this week with Private Eyes. All right, Jason. This has been exciting having you in the room. This is yeah. a much longer podcast than normal because of that. <laughs> really? I don't know. I'm not probably. watching the time. Um, this was a good one. Yeah. This was a good one. I think so. Talked about country music. Talked about The Lion King. Talked about the, We talked about Beyonce. Can't do a podcast without Beyonce. Yeah. Um, what song should we go out on? Something from the original Lion King? I Just Can't Wait to oh. Be King. <laughs> Something um, from the Goofy movie, one of your favorite Disney oh, films. Oh, yeah. So before the taping, Keith and I were talking about favorite Disney films, like Disney uh, animated films. Right. My, my favorite Disney film is a Goofy movie. Which counts. Have you, so you've never seen it? No. You've never seen a Goofy movie, but you're a big Disney guy. I am, but I haven't seen that one. 
so base like and like basically the music is just awesome in that movie. Is it like any pop songs? Like no, it's it's um like Gorosh. Uh, like is like man, goofy I'm, like singing stuff. No, well some songs, yeah. Um, I'm I'm blanking on the name of of the the main artist. Ah, oh, this is gonna this is gonna kill me. I'm blanking on the na- the n- name of the main artist who was a popular recording artist. Who Carter Bowell, Don no. Davis, uh, we're, we, Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell, yeah. Stand out. Is that the yeah, name of the song? Yeah. So let's go out on Stand Out. Cool. Well, see you guys next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.